What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Talk You Walk podcast. We have a special guest who's actually the owner and creator of a local company here in Gainesville, uh, Nahu. Uh, and how do you pronounce your last name? Alula. Alula. Okay. I just Alula. Wanna, I just want to make sure I didn't screw that up. Um, you're I'm the owner and the creator of Modernized Mobile, which is an app-making company, also media-producing company, if I understand that correctly. Yeah, digital media, digital marketing, and all of those. Awesome. Um, so we're really happy to have you on. Uh, we made the connections with you through Noah, actually, who's been working with you for a little bit now. Yeah, about a yeah, year. A bit. Yes. yes. Yeah. And uh, before I get started, let me make sure I introduce you guys. Uh, my co-host, as always, Noah Wilburn. What's good? <laughs> and my other co-host, co-host slash producer. I want, I want everyone to know that producing for my lovely host, Austin, is a nightmare. I'm uh, dead. It's actually a nightmare. <laughs> wow. He is he's the worst. We tried we, we tried to get that uh not tried. We got that mic working and the entire time I was trying to get it to work, not trying, getting it to work, he was freaking out over every little step of the way. And I just want everyone to know that. This but, is uh this is my baby, so I'm gonna freak out over everything. Wait, is that why yeah. you're get my phone call? That what are you talking about? What, what does that have to do with the Anyways, podcast? No, that, have, that has to do with Miller. you being tardy and not being on time. Oh, well, I mean, I was trying to warn you. Uh, uh, warn, uh, what about what? what, what welcome what? to the talk. Yeah, welcome to talk. E F G. What are you My doing? My name's Georgie. How are the? Let's continue with the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Awesome. So now that you've witnessed all this, are you ready to leave? <laughs> just about. We just got about, about. thirty right. seconds left. Right. There's no watching that, man. <laughs> Why are you gonna call me out like that? <laughs> All right, oh. nah, what's good, man? Tell me, tell me. So, tell me a little more about yourself. Where are you from? So, originally, I'm from Atlanta, Decatur, to be exact. Um, so, I grew up pretty much, you know, elementary school through high school in Atlanta. I went to a high school called Lakeside, um, and I came here to Gainesville for school. And uh, that's I got stuck here and decided to start my own company. Well, you got stuck here. Right? <laughs> that's a wow. That's Wait, a little that's hard. Whoa. <laughs> it's not hard. Just take I seventy five north or south. You can yeah. So well, like just in terms of like my living. Didn't I already use that joke last time? I, I, you probably did. My living life. So I I always wanted to do like something with coding in my life. I've been coding since like uh, high school. Really. And um, good, I, good to you, dude. Yes. Coding's yes. Hard. Definitely. So I wanted to do something and I, nothing. Like I didn't, I didn't know like specifically what I wanted to do, whether it was like app coding or website coding. I just wanted to be coding because um, on my own, I was mainly like hacking and doing like a lot of network security and breaking into modems and stuff. That's how I originally began. My, that like, sounds like fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, you know, what's funny. I know at least two or three other people that are really, that do a lot of coding. That That's literally exactly how they got into coding. Yeah. I, t- I co- Like you don't understand. Like the reason people get into coding is because they hack into things I mean, and Chris, they think it's yes. fun. Yeah. For Either sure. That or they're so, or like this one person I know, they're so good at it that people pick them up and they get hired for other stuff. Yeah. Right. So, so start right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's like the only way to challenge yourself at that point, I'm guessing. Absolutely. So yeah. And that's why I try to explain it to people because for me it was, it was almost had a necessity. Like I hacked things that I needed, like we needed Wi-Fi and stuff. So I had to learn how to hack routers. I wanted to like access different content that wasn't allowed with the US IP. So wow. found how to do workarounds and stuff like that. So that's how I really started. Like I wanted something and just, went just in. Just be up. careful. <laughs> <laughs> It, well, back then it wasn't really, they didn't have like really laws for it. It was more of like frowned upon and, but yeah, definitely now you don't want to be doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, Great. Man. It's like you hacked into Google, but oh, what can we do? <laughs> you I mean, stop it. You got to learn somewhere. So, you know. Right. So <laughs> you got your start doing that. You come from Atlanta you're now here in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had started this company because you had been coding for such a long time. You know, what kind of gave you the idea to start Modernized Mobile? 
So I actually entered into the Gainesville Dev Academy uh, like three, four years ago. Um, and I did like the iOS mobile course. And with my kind of foundation of coding and, and development skills, I found that it was like a, it was a pretty easy segue. So I quickly, I realized how easy mobile coding was for me. And then I quickly assembled a team of people who were close to me who had, you know, business skills and different mathematical and development skills. And we just kind of jumped off the ledge and filed for the LLC and, you know, never looked back. Yeah. So I was about to say, you know, you, you use, you know, you do tell me all the time, you know, like apps are like the gold mine. You yes, know? absolutely. Um, how exactly, you know, would one acquire this gold mine? Like, so the way I, the reason I say that, so apps is the number one market in all of technology. And so technology is a vast market, whether it's, you know, gaming systems and anything with electricity, all that it encompasses. So to be number one in technology is gigantic, just wow. to give you a scope. And um, apps in general, like the only market that is, that can kind of is similar to the, the, the app market, I would say is the website market. And I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember the dot-com boom and the, the bubble that burst back in 99. So yeah. what happened back then was like, yes. So I, <laughs> I had an older brother who explained all that stuff to me as I was getting older. So it kind of it made it really weird when you think about a time where, well, this is going to make me sound really young. But when you go, <laughs> there used to not be an internet? <laughs> like, yes, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. so me being kind of like on, I guess, middle road millennial, like I got the, you know, the tail end of that era. And then I'm now like in the core of like the app. Part. So I realized that was a big variable of understanding that like I'm, you know, being a little bit older than y'all, I was able to like catch that. How old are and, you? Uh, <clears throat> 32. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Dude, you look yeah. young. Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. Okay. 32 going on 22. Bald days, man. <laughs> <laughs> Genetics. <laughs> yeah. But um, so I, uh, so the, the, the website market, so in like 1997, 95, 98, when websites, you know, were, were just kind of coming to the forefront, anybody who could do HTML or CSS and do a full-fledged website was commanding six figures like easily. So, mm -hmm. you know, for any basic website. High demand. High absolutely, demand. absolutely. Any person who was kind of the first to space for a certain industry of website was an instant millionaire. There was like, you know, incredible amounts of millionaires that America had never seen before. Um, so for example, if you, a lot of companies sold dog foods before this, but if you were the first one to have your dog food website, you are taking over, you know, national market. So wow. tons of business and nothing is, has been able to kind of replicate that market because it was, because it is so unusual except for apps. So that was what I really saw years ahead and kind of already my affinity towards tech and stuff. So I was like, we need to jump on this. Gotcha. Wow. So then tell me, so tell me this then. So like with, when it comes to social media marketing, cause I mean, that's pretty much what it's all about. Yeah. Um, what, ways i don't know if i'm actually about to ask this but like what way, okay but like well what ways are you guys using that, that social, social media, media um so a, a ton of ways so well, one big thing i want to point out before that is that so with mar marketing is just like any other industry you know like the pinnacle is in like big cities in new york and you go to like a big you know fortune 500 marketing company right. and you're just you know a worker there um, so just like most industries, the people who are more seasoned and have a little bit older tend to be the more professional and had more experience and command higher salaries, all that with marketing, with the advent of social media, things have kind of flip flopped. You guys' age are literally the best marketers. You guys are blowing the 40 year olds, 30 year olds out of the water on Instagram, Snapchat, and that's the pinnacle of marketing. So, um, so having a, our marketing team for the starters is a bunch of young people, you guys age, and it's a humongous benefit. We are swiping through all of kind of the baby boomer clients and stuff mm -hmm. and doing circles around them because they don't understand what's going on. I was about to say that puts yeah. you above the rest of the competition because Absolutely. You, you're with, uh, 
you're with the grade, you know? Yes, absolutely. And it's not something that you can research. I'm the king of research. You cannot just research how Instagram works and all that, yeah. as opposed to you guys using it for years and knowing the ins and outs, like organically, like mm-hmm. there's no question. Exactly. There's no one who's better at marketing to a demographic than that demographic. Absolutely. Right? Exactly. And so, even if, and even if you don't like social media, I'm me personally, I hated it before I got involved in this and I wasn't really on it. But mm-hmm. as you get involved with something, you kind of start to realize, Oh, I'm going to have to get good at this. If I yes, want to succeed. Yes. Yes. And when marketing, with marketing, especially now it's kind of, you know, there's no question that it is the, the ultimate platform is social media, you know, like TV and radio are all dying in every city in America relatively speaking radio you know, still alive <laughs> exactly believe it or not dude yeah podcast is making a big boom actually the past yeah. two three years it's the new it's the new radio podcast absolutely. the new radio absolutely. some would say the old radio tv the some old radio shows that the market's being flooded but the way no. that you have to look at it is that i really believe and this is going to sound weird that mm-hmm. we're going to kind of have what you call a pendulum swing at mm-hmm. first it was the radio then it was tv then it was film then it was everything like that they're saying what's going to happen is that it's going to swing right back into audio and that's why podcasting is exploding the way that it is well it's mm-hmm. because people's lives people's lives are only getting more and more busy right yeah, yeah. Like, with, always on the go with yes. with the invention of a um a tight a very thin a wafer-like brick we gave ourselves the ability to access all of the known information Yes. Worldwide. Yeah. Human-wide. Yeah, what's, ever, what's the saying that the, the cell phones have more technology than the thing that went to Mars? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no. Well, the, the calculator. No. A calculator yeah, yeah. has calculator. more processing power than the computers that they use to send the Mar- the moon mission. Yeah, like, abs- uh, that's, insane. Mission. that's insane. That's um, insane. <laughs> so we, ha- we have these things. Everyone has a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a cell phone. Everyone has access to the internet 24-7. Audio is having such a big comeback because... People still want to consume media. They still want to be entertained, but their lives are getting so busy because of these things that they can't watch a video, right. uh, no, an hour-long podcast. Yes. Exactly. They have especially, to listen to it. Well, especially yes. car rides, too. Yeah, yes. car rides. I, yes. That I can yeah. say. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes I listen to our podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like just to, you go back and like, God, I sound terrible. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like... No, Pops just call her while he listens to her. <laughs> yeah. Did I say that? Did I, say, did I really say that, though? Did I sound like that? What? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think y'all are all totally right. But I, I think that there's one more variable maybe that in terms of like content and technology is becoming so efficient now that you can watch a podcast from your favorite, you know, Indian speaker or Chinese speaker from like the, you know, the, while you're on a hike in the Appalachian Mountain Trail <laughs> with, you know, with 4K quality type of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah. of that, so now we're, our, our like threshold for entertainment is becoming almost stream of consciousness. We, our expectations now, I need, three videos playing at once to feel like I'm watching TV kind TV, of thing right. or a podcast Dude, and I've, TV. Yeah. So yeah, it's it just, it only gets worse for me. I, I realized one time I have two monitor. I have two monitors in my room because I have one for a computer, yes. one for an Xbox. Mm-hmm. I realized that I had two monitors and monitors in front of me that were on. I had an iPad, a laptop, and then my phone. And I just kind of sat back and looked at myself and went, I think the downside of that is that you have a lot of these people, you know, people that are having kids either when, you know, when we were basically born or anything like that, mm-hmm. the generations that are coming after and they're wanting to diagnose these kids with hyperactive disorder. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that the truth are, is, yes. is that as technology advances, the more not 
not I wouldn't say I wouldn't go as far as to say that our brains are evolving, but they're then over generations starting to adapt to a certain type of lifestyle or a certain yes. type of information login that your brain can't really handle. Mm-hmm. So that's why you know you have people like that where they've got to have a TV playing, they've got to have something playing in the background yes. just to feel like they're not having deafening silence. I, I would agree with your comment of our brains are evolving. That's absolutely. If you yeah. look at the extremes of like even when like man first discovered fire, obviously none of us were there, but we can imagine. The amount of thoughts that that opened up for generations. There was, you know, there was mankind before fire, then mankind after fire. Right. So now the ability to have Google and literally search everything, like to go back to the '60s, you guys is like equivalent. You know, you had your specialty, and the amount of knowledge is astronomical. How much you guys oh, yeah. have no more? I mean, you guys are so exactly, yeah, and it's literally. But it's not something that you can just feel so easily. You guys can't. You guys can't just say, "Dang!" In the '60s, like people our age wouldn't have known all this kind of. It's hard to really like. Gauge you know, that. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, I was about to say it's, it's funny because I um I watched I watched a. You said it was funny. <laughs> anyway, um, so I, I've been recently watching Stranger Things with my uncle. Love that. And show. So he always makes a he he always makes like a bunch of jokes like, yeah, like back in the eighties, like it's they're so accurate with it. I was like, I'm just I remember watching the show. I'm just like. Bro, if I lived back in the '80s with like the knowledge I have now, I'd be yeah, unstoppable. I would get away with so much. It's stupid. I know. I'd be like, like, but I'd yeah, be. it's so crazy how like everything has evolved from like even from ten, like eight years ago. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Now, yeah. But but how do you quantify just that Google ability? Like that is astronomical because just we don't even calculate how many times we Google things and just acquire a whole, for lack of a better explanation, like you know, um, course of knowledge, right? You, by your whole history, especially you guys as generation, it's, you know, confa- it's, you know, unfounded. So it's massive. So I do believe this will in turn shape our brains. Like that's what shapes yeah. your brains. It's like, you know, technology and like big points that change humanity. So, yeah. Uh-huh. So what do you think, what do you think the science behind social media marketing is? Um, so the science behind it, if I had, so for starters, I think everything, every company is slightly different, but if I had to say the, like the core science behind everything is standout. I've heard this before. People have said this, Gary Vee and these type of people, but, um, what is the word they say? It's, it's now it's real popular now. Um, not, uh, like to disrupt, you got that. That's yeah, like yeah. the new, like, um, like keyword, I guess right. for a lot of these social media disrupt, gurus, like as in like. Takashi six nine disrupt or like <laughs> yes actually more or less yeah. yeah he's the king of that actually why do you no. think somebody like that blew up in the first place exactly so what and and overarchingly what that means is like people are looking at ads ads whatever your industry is make it so when they look at it and they look at the next ad of the same in, within the same industry it makes them do a double take right mm-hmm. so that's interesting. so it's disrupting their like train of thought of what they're expecting what they're anticipating kind would of. you say that's creating a negative impact on the on the on the field so well that's where like disrupt can have a positive or negative connotation whereas with takashi's case that's as negative as you get but you know if you're just out for pure money that's a success but if you're yeah. out for like you know reputation a little bit more than that and you have morals who do you think is worse <laughs> eminem or takashi um Think about just, it. That's a good question. Think about just think about lie. it. I'm not gonna I know lie. it's a bunny trail, but think about it real you, quick. Hold on. I'm not going to lie. You guys kept saying Takashi, and I was I, – I, the first time you said it, I didn't quite hear the, the word correctly, so I was like, <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. I just realized what you guys are talking about. <laughs> and I, I'm going to be honest. I'm really annoyed. <laughs> so. uh, that's like, uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I would say Takashi was more right. Like, like – Eminem was like beefing with like ANRs and like people with suits. Yeah. Takashi's doing is like causing trouble with people that like 
you don't want to be doing that. Yeah. And a whole series of them in different across city to city. But so I'd say Takashi for that. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. What do you think about um, investing in like the app market? So whether it's coming out with your own app or actually, you know what? I, I, know I think it's it. the juiciest market in all of investments, bar none. Y'all I think that? I think it's the Y'all juiciest okay, of all industries, bar none. And I can prove it. There's no other industry ever, anything close to this that has had this many diverse, like, humongous companies Mm -hmm. that are all that are multi-billion dollar companies right obviously medical is a huge industry across the world many billion dollar multi-million dollar industries right it's embedded there you know embedded within the government many times it's very but apps is a pure like you know entrepreneurial thing and just to have this many like we have games where it's just popping bubbles billions of dollars right gaming is the biggest one there's you know slack a billion dollar app whatsapp 19 billion acquired by Facebook. Yeah. So, so now we're not talking about they made 5 million or 10 million, multi-billion dollar app companies. There's no industry ever like this. So as a company where, you know, going forward and since you've built it, you know, do you yourself, have you set a precedent to distinguish the apps that prey on people's weaknesses? Like you would say, like those companies, those, those apps that have games like that, that prey on the addictive, you know, the addictive nature of buying things and getting to the next level versus the things that are actually going to revolutionize where we are from 20 years from now. Great question, Greg. So in 2019, I, I read a lot of like um, other tech companies, blogs, and a lot of owners forums is what they're called. Um, so what a lot of development companies in 2019 have been emphasizing is making their apps almost addictive. There's another way they describe it. I can't think of it right now, but basically making them so you can't go your day without them, whether it's a game, making it so it's gamified and super gamification like, exactly 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 so <laughs> so yeah does that answer yeah yeah, yeah for sure for sure awesome. no no it's just something you do so many shout outs <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that's just one of the things that i you know as soon as that i knew that we were going to have you on is that the first question that comes to my mind is that you're right the app industry and where it's going it, i mean it hasn't slowed down since they introduced mm-hmm. the first iphone you know absolutely. it was yes, it was around absolutely. like 20 i'd probably say 2007 that everything from then on has just been yes non-stop. and that that's where i wanted to finish my story actually on um the similarities within the website market so in 1998 in that time when if you could do html and build, build a site which in the coding world html and css are not the more difficult ones are pretty easy at this point um but if you could at that point six figures at a minimum like millions of dollars if you owned a site in the market and easy to achieve relatively easy to achieve access because you're the first dog food selling at website so everybody's going to go to you um so it was then but they what happened was the the proverbial bur- bubble burst which happens in industries in like 2000 2001 and what happened was like the market threshold hit. Yeah. So basically supply matched the demand. Right. And then it exceeded demand exceeded. So then our supply exceeded. So then and what caused that, which was like the catalyst, was the advent of a bunch of softwares that made um, website automated website creation. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, doing a website became easier and easier than people with Wix and WordPress, Squarespace. 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 Absolutely. Now you can't get a website client for more than five thousand. If you can call me uh, (laughs) Uh, let me know um, your secrets (laughs) yes so so that's so that's what happened with the bubble bursting and then the whole website market kind of like i'm not going to say collapsed it just became kind of old-fashioned where you know only the big ones win or big marketing had to became it became accept uh accessible exactly exactly we like like what you're saying when the dot-com era first started exploding you if you were making those websites six figures at a minimum exactly exactly obviously someone would have to 
paid you those numbers to to make it so like yes. it was very exclusive to get a to get a, a website exactly now exactly. we have a website exactly. like any any regular joe with 40 bucks can get a website for a few months yes. you know exactly like, so exactly and that's what it, it became accessible yes so and what market is more similar to the to websites and how how unique is that, was that market like you can't compare steel or the housing market to websites it was yeah. a very unusual tech point. scene yeah. except apps also because it's not exactly physical exactly it's it's yeah. a digital service yeah. and, but still very complicated very complex yeah. and so that's where i saw like apps was the one in a million you know industry style that was going to replicate that so that's where i feel and apps you said it like apps and and i wanted to attach this to podcasts because i believe in this too so their their apps is still growing but it's far from reached like the the market saturation point mm -hmm. same with podcasts podcast was big i believe in the 80s and early 90s stuff kind of died away now it's coming back because it's attaching on to all this whole app craze mm -hmm. because now you know pda phones are the huge and a big statistic that i like to tell people which is super powerful for understanding the app market is um, so the biggest area in the world of um, kind of like, how do you describe this? Un, uncharted people, I guess, that's not in like, you know, the, the global census and stuff like that right. is Sub-Saharan Africa. So Sub-Saharan Africa is the most underdeveloped with that size of, of, of population. Obviously, Antarctica, for example, has a tiny population. It's not inhabited. It's not um, you know, on the that's global scene and stuff, the but they don't have a, they, they don't have a, island. exactly. They don't have a certain amount of human beings to be able to like make it, you know, yeah. Um, also, the, the the scarce few little islands. Exa exactly. So, like, I just uh, examine that in extreme to make them, yeah. the point. Yeah. But um, but in across sub-Saharan African, which is you know relatively pretty poor, um, there there are more. And this was a stat from like 2015, 16. So I don't know if it's you know still true in 2019. But there was a point where there are there were more people with PDA phones across from east to west Africa, the whole thing, um, than there were electricity and running water combined. So more people, Ooh, so mind there mind was more people from the entire sub-Saharan Africa. It wasn't just zones that they picked. The entire sub-Saharan Africa, there was more people with PDA phones. They all had phones. They all had blackberries and blueberries right. more than they had access to running water and electricity. What? So a lot of villages and stuff would have a phone stuff because they became so cheap and so like accessible right. and that. But the running water and the infrastructure that that required, I guess, was, you know, bigger Which barrier to entry. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So that, but that's still very powerful. So all of Africa is on this global market. So it's not just America, it's not just China. So Africa then, you can become a billionaire by just making an app that goes viral in Sub-Saharan Africa. Wow. If that puts it into perspective. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So what, what market would you say that you're trying to hit personally? <laughs> um, so, so for us, we're not the the typical just app. A lot of the app companies, it's, they have their own app. We are app developers. Even though we do retain equity in a lot of our, a lot of our apps, we are open to that because um, a lot of our apps are, are we really believe in, and that's where we're really after. We want to be able to bring our own app once we have a good enough idea. Idea, sorry. Um, but I would say that I'm most after like the market segment is. Um, well, currently we're targeting towards students right now, yeah, yeah. which is not the best because they don't really have the most money. But just our app ideas cater to students. Yeah, we have a lot of, of like. We are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Huge population of students just because of UF. You're almost yeah. kind of revolutionizing what I would call Gainesville Silicon Valley, if you think about it. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to make that. They're trying to make this like Austin, trying to make this a tech hub. There's yeah. a bunch of tech. Yeah, it's it's actually crazy. What's, what's the new? Happening. There's a new center being built. If I I don't know what it's called, I'd seen it on somebody else's uh, Instagram feed. 
but it's basically called Tech City or something like that where I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be something sort of like that where you're bringing in these people to then not only fund these apps, fund these websites, you know, crowdfund all these. Yeah, these so projects. there's like a there's a little collection of tech companies that are all pretty tight knit. We're trying to like elbow our way in um, and they have like established markets and they're trying to make this a hub for um, like a tech city kind of. And they're trying to like recruit, you know, tech, you know, tech individuals and stuff like that. And make yeah. make a little scene for that, which this city needs so bad. There's no young professional scene in Gainesville. No, no. To have the best university in Florida, the the profession, young professional scene is abysmal. Well, it's because so. everyone leaves Gainesville. Well, I was about to get out yeah, of college. True, yeah, which is another I was problem. About to say, would so. you blame that on the popular the populace that's here in Gainesville right now? Because I've I've heard, you know, that it's generational wise, it's been the the closed-mindedness of the, the people that live here. What's interesting, though, is that, and I was literally just talking about this, so almost every college town has that same dynamic. So I'm from really? Georgia. UGA, the city is called Athens. Same dynamic, the same demographic, same kind of thing as Gainesville. Yeah, because we have a, a, a very large retirement population mm -hmm. in Gainesville, yeah. don't yeah. we? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ohio State, uh, you know, the city is Ohio State, but the same dynamic, same kind of thing. Um, I lived in, actually, Chapel Hill, UNC. UNC is a little bit modern with their <laughs> but but um but the the college towns tend to do that so i think that there's some kind of dynamic where because the colleges run like they have an immense power right so there's some kind of dynamic where it benefits the college to keep the city down for, for a myriad of and there's people that i'm sure that around the city who would support this and there's there's reason that these that the city when the city stays kind of relatively poor and down this the school benefits in a certain way whether it's like property values really? or they don't have, yeah all sorts of ways so it, that's why these dynamics have taken place well across I will, the but i will say this though and they've, they've been getting a lot better because um i was recently talking to the vp for economic development at santa fe and so you know they have, they have the uf innovative hub yes so they're trying yes. to get they're trying to encourage a lot of young entrepreneurs who have startup businesses and they want to keep them in gainesville mm -hmm. because the market here for a lot of different businesses, whether it's apps or, uh, I mean, selling whatever, you know, it's it's really it's it's high, especially because yeah. Gainesville's growing exponentially. Um, it's growing too fast. <clears throat> it's growing too much. Yeah. Well, awesome. well, it's growing either way, and they're you know they're getting <laughs> things figured out. But so Santa Fe is actually coming up with their own, their own hub. So I mean, mm -hmm. they already have one, but they're they're actually IPD. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, we met. Yeah, we actually know we had a couple of meetings with um, the guy who runs that, and his daughter actually is like an amazing designer um, who did some work with us. But the guy right. who runs that, it's called IPPDC, and the um, the branch, the main branch is in like the corner of Hawthorne, right there. And uh, yeah, we we entertained getting office space. We were gonna possibly go to their office space. It's just right. a little bit far, but yeah, they're doing a lot of things. They're doing a lot of things there. Yeah, no, and I you know I think it's great because um, they're trying to they're trying to pretty much encourage people who. They're trying to increase the job, the need for jobs, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And because that's, I think that's the main problem. That's why people don't stay because of the lack of, the lack of opportunity that is put out there, you know? I, I also, I also think it's that, um, uh, people, people don't go to a university like the university of Florida, which is world, like, uh, which is country wide. Like it's known around the United States as a very, a very prestigious college um, uh, or university. You don't really go to the University of Florida to get a degree in something that won't take you somewhere big. 
Yeah. And Gainesville is not a place exactly. where you can be big. That's a, exactly. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. That's, that's the what they're trying to that's do. That's, that's what they're trying you're to exactly do. You're exactly right. You're yeah. exactly right. That's the solution. And, yeah. They're and no, trying to you're make right. this a big place. And no, you're right too. But And that's what a lot of people, a lot of the tech heads, I, I believe, think in the city that they need to do exactly what you're saying. But I believe what needs to take place before it's like techie, they need to make the culture better. It needs to be like fun. There needs to be things to do. There needs to be I that. There, there, there are things that. to do in Gainesville. There are things. Well, you can, in say, Gainesville, you can drive to Orlando real quick. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, will, I, I will say that though. That think is about, that is think about how history would have changed if Walt Disney did build it here instead of Orlando. That was that was the story. Orlando would be the almost, Gainesville. He almost built it here in Gainesville, but it turns out because of the zoning laws and the property tax, because ah, of you, he goes no and went to Orlando and then basically made it a city. So wow. you look at that and it's like, and you look in the history books, it would only take one big. I mean, for any city, really, like yeah, how I, Miami was built. Miami has only been around big, if you think about it, for a generation, a mm-hmm. hundred years. Oh my God! Go look at go Google right now, everybody watching. Go Google the Miami skyline from 1960s or something. It looks like Ocala. Right. No offense to Ocala. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the offense in my part. Um, yeah, seriously, no, great seriously, point. Miami great point, is yeah. like it, over the last hundred years. It's just been well. Some would say it's because of the cocaine. <laughs> yes, but, I was going to um, say. Also, <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I missed that. What? Yeah. Back some up. would say it's because of the cocaine business. Yeah. It's going on there did you know that the because the city was built i mean that's why they say the city was built off of cocaine basically yes, because yes. you had all these people it's Shut got up, the, dripping like the narco <laughs> it's got the most yeah. that's absolutely it insane. looks like that, ocala is that insane and then the miami, miami the miami like skyline here's yeah. the city skyline there yes. but Jeez. they they say that there's more banks per capita in all of miami that there is in the united states of america whoa yes <laughs> yeah. That, think that about doesn't it. seem. Think about it. All that the, doesn't seem because there was possible like, because the amount of money that was laundered through Miami was like the number one industry. Even now, like Miami has like ninety five percent of all um, credit card fraud in America comes from like Miami, Word. South Florida, and 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 on top of that, it's like the most lucrative crime in America the past five years running. So Florida, when the uh, I can't speak English, uh, when the recession I can't speak hit, either. When the recession <laughs> hit, uh, it was it was said that the bank the people that would work at the banks, the people that would own these banks, they would then combine all of their funds into one bank owned by them just to keep their money safe. Just because Yeah, because of how everyone everyone owned multiple banks but back because then. Because the yeah. business was yeah. so high, that's what kept Miami going. Yeah. That yeah. I, it's Mid- absolutely this is, insane. Yes, absolutely this is that not is, uh this is not like a wives tale insane. or like like you know, like a um, a, you know, a story from like the, this is like a fact. This is like yeah, really yeah. what took place. Well, not just there, but in Florida. I would say the biggest problem going for trying to grow. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but like try the biggest problem of trying to grow town slash cities, kind of like Gainesville, would be the Medicare fraud that's going on statewide. Yes. Yes, yes, and that that's another story. That's, that's a whole different thing. Oh, but that's a whole different. Yes, that be. Yeah. I, I was just. It was Joe Rogan actually. Um, really? Yeah. Were, I, that, no, it was Joe Rogan. Not who did that. I was that I was taught. That I was listening to a couple of, a couple of weeks ago. Who was it telling was you of that? Joe Rogan. And he put <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rogan did it. Joe, it's all your fault, dude. Joe, <laughs> if you're listening, please tell us because that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so you made him. So so actually, so he was talking about those are like two of the biggest initial credit card fraud and med- I didn't realize that actually Medicar fraud surpasses the credit card the Medicar fraud apparently in Florida is just astronomical through so the roof so hold on I can I can I understand what credit card fraud is what yes. is Medicar me too I, exactly I didn't understand so it's it's so people who um, it, a myriad of things that ha- take place like it's getting kickbacks for money of fake operations getting operations for free free insurance like if you're sick 
and not having to do like not having to pay your insurance, but you have to get free uh, medical care. But um, what what I learned on his podcast was that a that Florida was you know neck deep in Medicare for, in Medicare fraud. But um, oh, I'm, I'm gonna lose it now. What was uh, the interesting detail? Uh, he was. It was tied to how many banks there were. I, I just had it on to We might have to come back to it. Yeah. Sorry, I, I just. Hey. It was an. It was a really really interesting fact that he had said, and like, it's slipping my mind right now. But I'll remember it in a second, mm-hmm. and I'll bring it up. That's all very interesting. But um, <laughs> wow, yeah, that's. Are you about to force us back on track right yeah, now? A little bit. <laughs> how dare I, you? I had to. I had but to. Before before we get back on track, I think there's one dying question that I wanted to get out. What would you say? Gainesville. I mean, this this podcast so far has been very local, so I, I'll continue on that theme. Um, really quick, I just remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my okay. God. So, <laughs> yes. Perfect. perfect. Sorry, okay. Sorry. Go for um, it. So what it was was um, so Rick Scott, the governor for like I think yes, you guys, yes, he guys. Yes. Yes. I don't know if you guys know he was like he committed the biggest Medicare fraud in the history of America ever. Mm-hmm. He and I actually know this because when we were doing our app thing, we had been desperately trying to get into medical, so we went to um, so we pursued. I do, I do remember that. We yeah we pursued yeah. Um, Gainesville Regional. North 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 Florida Regional yeah. by um, across from the from the mall for a while. We've been trying to get an app for them. We've been they have like a weight loss program that's go, that's working well. That we t- talk to people about possibly doing an app, um, but they're owned by a, a, a company called HCA Hospitals, I believe. And HCA is like the biggest medical conglomerate in America. They it's like thousands of hospitals and stuff. Yeah. That's the one he owned. That was the one that he was the CEO of. Gotcha. He wow. still got reelected. Yes, and they just did Medicare fraud through the roof. And then after USA. that, he became. Rightfully so, the the governor of Florida for two two terms, I believe. Yeah, yeah. But wow. Joe Rogan was just tying in how, of course, Florida, who is the number one of medical fraud, would elect a governor who has the history of. <laughs> right, that's his yeah. only company. Yeah. The, the biggest history of medical fraud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the question that I wanted to keep get it back close to, to the chest, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, honestly, you no know, perfect way to represent Florida. We know right? we know who we are. <laughs> We're not hiding. Um, but for Gainesville, well said, and to grow it. What would you say would be the biggest problem that we have to eliminate if we want to grow this place? Oh, without a doubt. Student um, toxicity. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, no, it would be the racial disparities in the city, without really? a doubt. Yeah, Ooh. there's no doubt. Um, so, like, I'm from Atlanta, so it's kind of like a, a black mecca where a lot of black people are doing well, a lot of black businesses thriving. Yeah. A lot of black people are not just in the work, they own the businesses, they own the buildings, which is unusual. Um, across America, but in so I have a sta- I realized like growing up in liberal Atlanta, I have a standard of you know seeing black people obviously doing like you know the the bad stuff, and then but also seeing the other side, seeing a lot of businessmen, a lot of you know good black role models. Whereas as I, as I left Atlanta, I realized how rare that is in America, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't know growing up. And um, so Gainesville it stands out. So I come from like a threshold of seeing you know kind of seeing it even relatively. Whereas in Gainesville, crazy crazy. Um, uh, segregated. You can literally draw a line where it's a black community, and yeah. you know that's not too abnormal. You know, I, that's you know across even in other countries and stuff. Especially but in southern parts, yes, of the but yeah. yeah, absolutely. But and you know, there's a you know, there's you know the the full spectrum. You know, within the other demographics of the different economic levels, low, medium, and high. But within yeah. blacks, it's like ninety ninety five percent are wow. well below the poverty line. Well, I'm I'm talking about like insane poverty. So it's it's just. You know, and it's a tight knit community, so like it's something. It's something that should be relatively easy to fix compared to other cities, but that's my, in my opinion, the number one problem in Gainesville. Wow, wow! I, it's it's, you, it's absolutely insane to me that you can go down south in Miami and have the Hispanic community, like you know, the Puerto Ricans, the Cubans, yeah. mm-hmm. the Dominicans, the you know, everybody that's down there growing a business, and just the more north you go. 
it's somewhere in a sweet spot of you know the northern parts of Florida where you yes, get this wider absolutely. community, <laughs> yes. and then you go just a little bit more north, maybe just a little bit east, and then you find all of the like you're saying the black yes, business owners yes. that are then churning Atlanta. It's crazy to me that the culture here. And then maybe a couple, you know, it's like, what, a couple hundred, few hundred miles away yeah, where the culture is so entirely different in Atlanta. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And that's a great point you bring. And, um, but like, it, you know, a lot of, to, to people who were born outside of Florida, the perception of Florida is, you know, super liberal and Miami is pictured. Whereas like North Florida is like South Georgia, mm. is like Mississippi, is like Alabama, more so in terms of dem- demographics and culture and, and all that. People don't realize that North Florida, the co- people that, people who are not from Florida don't understand the culture of North Florida at Florida, all. Florida, Florida is so all. long that the southern part of Florida is so far south that it's northern. Yeah. I have said that my entire life. You can quote me on that. That is the one thing that I always say. The, Florida is so big, so long. The south part of Florida is so far south, it's north. I agree. I'm not uh, going to lie. It's a little insulting when you hear the people that aren't from here that when they want to look at it and go, well, it's where, the, it's where the snowbirds come. That's all it's good for. And it's like, I, I wouldn't necessarily agree. You know, I with, have no idea what that statement even means. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's just pretty like much New Yorkers. And, yeah, yeah, people yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. north and it's, it's, the, it's the hot vacation spot it, in I mean, America. Yeah. 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 If you don't want to go out of the country you to... If you don't want to like go to somewhere like Cuba or the Jamaicans or like or in Europe, if you don't want to go to Europe, you and you want to retire to Absolutely. a sunny beachside beach place, you go to Florida. Yes, Florida. More Gainesville has a ridiculously high retirement population, but the whole of Florida is retirement is it's it's ridiculously big mm-hmm. like the just the the ratios and the numbers are ridiculously we big. really have a stopping point that's almost a small city called the villages which is based off oh of the retirement i know the area. villages yeah. well <laughs> we, we were pursuing an app for the villages one of really? our one of the guys who used to be part of our company's guy jonah who was really close to all of us jonah. um he's Sorry. from the villages high school <laughs> he grew up right there his close friends was like the ceo of the villages his wow. like, ex-girlfriend's dad was the CEO of the tech team for the villages. Wow. So we were like putting apart. Jonah took me to, this is actually a really interesting story. So he took all of the, the equity owners of the company uh, for a whole Saturday night to one of the village squares. And we got to sit and like just go and spend like a whole Saturday night, which usually you can't do. You can't get on the grounds unless you're like over 55, I believe. So a really high old. <laughs> and I'll, this was like, we were doing like naturalistic observation and just taking research. And we were trying to like prepare for an app launch or an app pitch. Um, so we were the only person under 40, like, like 100, like the only person there. Um, and, uh, it was, um, really interesting. I understood fully the appeal of the village. It's the number one retirement like community in America. Mm -hmm. And I totally understood. And this is what, this is what takes place. So first of all, they have these like town squares. It's like a bunch of like cookie cutter neighborhoods Yeah, and they have a bunch, each one has like a town square that's like immaculate. You won't find a, like a piece of grass out of line. It's like pleasant. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So nice. Um, but why they love it is because they're so strict on that age limit mm-hmm. that when I was leaving the town square, there was like a group of like 65 year old guys who were literally walking in like, like y'all would be at 17, walking into like the dance and something. <laughs> all, they operate like they're in high school, but they're like 65. So they get to be like the man again. Whereas yeah. and I realized if you're yeah. like a 65 year old, they want to like yeah. mingle and stuff. And, but you throw one like 35 year old in there, the girls aren't looking at the 65 year old yeah, you know what I mean so yeah. they, they love it and I understood like if, if you're an old person you need to get there <laughs> <laughs> you need to get there now yeah, 
Let's talk about this. So you were saying the racial disparities and whatnot in games. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about the the games with black professionals. Yes. So I, I actually I actually had a quick spinoff question uh, for that real quick before we get into that. I wanted to ask. Um, you you said that like that's uh, like the the big problem is that is the disparity that racial disparity. Do you think that um, uh, as soon as because Gainesville is gearing up to become a, a Silicon Valley. Um, do you think that uh, the capitalist system will realize that that's a big issue? And do you think that it could get dicey? Uh, like, because, like, I, I, I honestly do not know how to word this. The, the capitalist, so, like, the... Um, I, I'm... Um, like the the political system. Yeah. yeah. Like so, I think that that's what's like, that's what's you, causing. How it. do you think? How do you think that the city would handle that? Is what I think is what. Yeah, I'm so so to there's ask. a there's a you know a handful of people with you know extreme in extreme positions of power um, that that you know they don't want you know the status quo to change. It's not even just the racial thing; just in general, they don't want the they want the 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 swing of power in all of what's going on currently to stay. You know, not like so. For example, they might want Florida, t- the university, to keep the city kind of at odds so that they benefit by the commotion somehow. There's, there's motives there, but um, but for the most part, um, like I don't think that the Paul. I don't think that uh, I think that like you know, it is it is in the in the hands of a handful of people who have immense power. It's not like you know, like because most people will just kind of follow behind once the like the leaders kind of like. Yeah. implement policies and there's enough switching. of them that everyone else will just get swept under somewhat i mean i have my t- i think it goes deep there's a lot of variables it's yeah. hard this is something that's it's not yeah. easy to fix gainesville has it is fixable it's, it's improvable it shouldn't be this drastic yeah. it shouldn't be this you know and, and i've taught a few classes actually at east side i've been i've been all over like so i i feel like i have a good feel but um yeah I, honestly yeah it, it's the management of the city the management of the city is corrupt the 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 um the city and the county and i forget which one they're always at odds but there's certain people who just like you know throw monkey wrenches into a lot of a lot of like decision making and stuff and the school the university has you know they're they're you know like hidden or like corrupt agendas i'll say too so it's where all three of those clash and this is all my opinion being like a peon or a pawn in the city yeah i um, find it really interesting that you point that out though I, yeah i'd love yeah. to expand on that yeah. at a later date yeah. yeah for sure and I, I only get like snippets from certain people that i'm close to and stuff but there's an issue going on for sure what were you saying yeah um <laughs> wow so no i just wanted to bring up uh you know a little something like the games of black professionals yeah um i personally i believe um because it is a de- it is definitely a newer event that's yeah. going on and i think it is definitely a power move yeah for, especially absolutely for people you know dominates my social media so whoever's running their social media is doing well that, right they get good oh yeah no yeah. definitely i they, had, they just had an event too i saw um, i saw yeah um and then we went to that event yeah as well yeah saw so but i just wanted to you know make that known yeah, yeah um yeah. I, I think it's been amazing i think the lady who's running it i forget her name but i, I keep hearing about her but i <laughs> <laughs> You're oh supposed to know God. this. So right. oh she God. she is amazing. No, I don't I just, know who she. I knew to, I, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a good bow out. Like, yeah, Maybe they don't 
<laughs> but so I, was, I, was over but she, I thought she was exceptional when I went to that she was like a master of ceremonies well she greeted everyone she made everybody because she made everybody feel like you know kind of very comfortable yeah. and she she led it well which is not easy to do and made it entertaining like I want to go back to the next oh, event yeah. because she was entertaining For sure. and that's what matters like even if you're like negative or positive if it's entertaining people will keep coming yeah no definitely Takashi I agree with that <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that so I think I think uh, my last question for you would be because um, I know well since I do work with you uh, we <laughs> talk to a lot of higher up people in the Gainesville area um, whether it's for mostly business you know talking about apps but I think give, give me some more give us some more detail about um, how you should hold yourself when approaching somebody of higher stature higher stature than you. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, in general, I mean, I could be general, you know, just be professional, try to be serious. Right. Um, but if I were to try to add some more insight, I might say, uh, know your audience. So I, th I, for starters, don't go in with like a preset way, you know, like even um, I have a good friend, for example, who's like not succeeding in the dating world. You know, he's trying to find the right girl for him and he's struck out many times. Um and he's he like is obsessed with all these like you know how to meet a girl how to like talk to a girl books and all the people that like the hookup artists and all those things right. so he goes in with like a pre-made plan and all the stuff that they're saying is right and stuff but in general like just having like a preset plan it messes you up it's you just have to go organically you just mm -hmm. have so that's the biggest advice like just be yourself and like go in confidently don't try to map out a plan i'm going to say this i'm going to say that and i'm going to like you know perfectly engineer what our conversation it ends up just coming yeah, off because as like it's, flawed. because when you when you do stuff like that when you're not organic when you're not you as soon as people buy into that yes. and they get with you and everything yeah. sooner or later you're going to have to drop that and actually be you and then those people are going to leave because that's not the oh, same that's, fake. that's yes. not the same yes. person as, yes. exactly yes. they call yeah. you fake and that's not the same person i signed up for exactly and that's why i like to use my friend who was um talking who always he always talking to me about the self-help things and they're saying i'm like wow that's good tips that's a good advice but it just it like that hidden variable of like going in like hi i'm really cool you know like and planning yeah. what you're gonna yeah. do yeah it just no. wipes and that, you out and that right. doesn't mean to just ignore those types of things yeah it doesn't mean yes. like ignore advice that is given to you and yes. everything exactly. by someone Great who point. knows what they're doing it's taking that advice and then incorporating well. it into yourself and then twisting it to where it's organic for you exactly. using those tips. Exactly. Well said. I couldn't have said it better. You're, <laughs> you're an incredibly, <laughs> you're an incredibly gen uh, genuine person. And uh, the discussions here, I, I think I think it really is a good representation, not only for your company, but you as a person. Thank so you. thank you for coming on here. Thank you for having these uh, discussions with us. I, I can't talk. I feel like I'm having a stroke. It's it's like, okay. only <laughs> I'm just freezing. No. So I'm like, I don't know. It's always cold in here. Oh He's a furnace. I'm telling you. He's sweating. You see him? No, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm dry. Your cold, face though. I'm is always red. cold. My, my genetics is all from like the equator. So I'm all like. That is hilarious. <laughs> Maybe if you two sat closer together, you'd balance each other. Yeah. You know, we just met. I don't think he wants to do that. So. Uh, not? But thank you, Nahu. Thank well, you. Nahu, Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Yeah, it was a dude, pleasure. Appreciate you coming awesome. out here, man. Awesome. Guys. No, like hold on, hold on, no, no, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 we want to give you a chance. Uh, yeah. Plug your company, plug every social media. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's I, that thing. Got. Uh, but, that's all, I was about to like, introduce oh, okay. my dog, yeah. my yeah. dog. Yeah. No, sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry. Can't get you take too long here. to get to the point. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on it, don't worry.
I'm we're working. I didn't. I just realized. I feel like a terrible person. All right, never mind. Nah, Go ahead. That's kind of rude. <laughs> you, <laughs> you could just flash the, the name across the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anything that you'd like to shout out to plug or anything? Yeah. Um. So the company we are called Modernized Mobile. Um. We sell apps, app development. If you have your idea, passion project, you want an app for your business. We also offer um, social media marketing. We have a really, really great team that um, has a lot of the newest strategies and softwares to really like boost your business, whatever the industry is. Um, we offer SEO and a bunch of other like marketing techniques and stuff like that um, for any of your business needs. Awesome. Sweet. awesome. All the information will be down below. Yeah. In the description. In the description. Stay yeah. tuned for a little, <laughs> little uh, <laughs> stay tuned for a little video I always wanted to at do the that. end of this. You just lost some now. points. <laughs> you just lost some points. I'm sorry, man. Oh, man. Sorry. Thanks for watching, y'all. All right. Thanks for watching, guys. Thank Peace you. Out.